In this episode, I'm going to be reviewing House of the Dragon. I'm going to be reviewing episode 1 and 2, so beware there's spoilers from those episodes. I'm going to give in my opinions uh, as a person who's been a fan of the books, the lore, the world of ice and fire, and the two other short stories, the rogue prince and princess and the queen, that are basically the primary material for this show, and fire and blood, obviously. And uh, I'm going to talk about the differences between the two series. This is Portal Sutera. Prepare your brains to get fucked. Greetings, Terrarian, uh, Terrarians. Welcome to another episode of Portals to Terra. Today is a quick, um, again, knee-jerky episode. Knee-jerks to Terra is the name of this segment because I need to have names for every fucking segment because of OCD. Um, gonna talk about House of Dragon, but in general, assume that there will be spoilers about episode one and two, but I'll, I won't, you know, jump into the spoilers. I'll just, um, a few things. First of all, I really, really like this shit. Um, when it, when Game of Thrones ended, I, I was, I thought like, I'm done with, cause I'm, I'm a huge fan of the books. And they butchered it. Like the thing that happened with Game of Thrones that I think we all, whether if you've read the books or you haven't read the books, you understand is that uh, they lost the the Martinesque touch of, um, you know, how things felt very Martin-like, like the way he wrote things, the way stories unfolded. There's a little bit of Shake. He always says these three names. Shakespeare, um, Stan Lee, and Tolkien and mishmash them together, you get Martin, because this is his three biggest idols that he always says. So uh, there's a little bit of all that in there. And um, and we lost that, like that feeling of um, of the mysticism, especially reading the books. I think what they failed with, it was Stannis' storyline that was so mystical and the whole like Dragonstone, Targaryen, all that. But I think they butchered it. They butchered the whole magic, the the mysticism of it. They even butchered the characters. They butchered everything. Um, to say that I don't have any objection with how, like, let's say Daenerys' storyline ended. I think it will end the same in the books. And I really like it, actually. I think it makes sense. It's very Shakespearean. It may, it's a, um, especially if you take like a, freaking kid who's homeless and is being abused all her life up until the age 14 at 14 she goes through like she watches her brother die all that trauma trauma and then you emerge with three dragons how can you not go full kanye you know like this is a so i i understand and and he always said um game of thrones is about um how uh you know, he always thought when he finished Lord of the Rings, he thought, well, then what was Aragorn's tax policy? That was never mentioned. They never said what kind of a king it is. He is, they just like, they conquer uh, and they win the wars and all the heroism of the um, knights and the kings and the 
the brave men of of like uh of of middle ages but 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 the song of ice and fire is up is a parody of that in a sense it's a modernist take or a postmodern take um on that idea um which i which is what it should be and it's funny that they're airing both of them simultaneously like the the lord of the rings one and house of the dragon and it you know i don't i i mean i had to pick pick one because i i can't follow both right now i so I obviously I'm watching this one, but it's a question of whether if you want the myth or the reality, do you want the postmodern? Because because that's what it is, Game of Thrones. It takes an old format, but it's not really a fantasy even or a myth. It's a it's a very postmodern drama, um, in and a political fiction in in a sense. Uh, whereas in Tolkien's words, world dragons have a mythological function, whereas in his world, dragons are more like let's say, a political analogy, like for nuclear weapon or whatever, uh, absolute power. And uh, so um, I think what this show got right is that essence, that Martin feeling of like you watch it and you're like, oh, this is way more Ga Game of Thrones than Game of Thrones ever since season three or four, which is by the time, like it was the point where they should have had Lady Stoneheart and at the end of season four and they didn't. And I was like, okay, this is like, I was cutting them, them a slack over all the deviations from the, but I was like, ah, this one's fine. That one's fine. You know, I don't care. Um, Jamie didn't arrive at, at um, you know, arrived earlier. He didn't arrive at the time when Joffrey died, like the books. Yeah, it's okay. But then when you get to the point where they've literally, I cut out the most interesting part of the the third book, part two, which was Lady Stoneheart. You get pissed, and then they just fucked it up. Feast for Crows was just a fucked up book in its own, and then they fucked it even further up. Dance with Dragons. I I, I don't think I, I think they fucked it up. But um, but about this about the new uh, the House of the Dragon thing. What why I like it is first of all reading the history of it because everything is written in like history format in the way i read it i did not read i did not read uh fire and blood which is so then there's the world of ice and fire which is like the history of the whole world and then there's fire and blood which takes just the targaryen part just part one of it like from Aegon's conquest to the end of the dance or i think blackfire rebellion i i don't even think so i think blackfire rebellion is in part two so even till like the end of the dance uh and and it's uh, one intensive book, which most of these details come from there. I don't know those. Like I knew overall stuff. I didn't know these little details, which then later I, I googled it, and it turns out yeah, they are canon and they are in in the. Uh, but you know, but the way I read it was more like an example. Why was in episode one? You see, the Daemon Targaryen was was exiled to. Uh, Eerie, what was it? Runestone, where House Royce, House Royce is um, in the Vale. Uh, and uh, so when um, in the in the book, it's there are theories. Like it says that there were two. I want to actually see, I'm looking forward to seeing these characters. Like there's this guy called Mushroom who was a jester and, uh, and there was this Archmaester. And one of them says that Damon was exiled because of a quarrel with his brother. Some say he he left because of this. There is one account which I I believed in my head, which was um, that he was caught seducing or having sex with Rhaenyra. Uh, 
that would make the most sense to me. But then we see here the whole story with the print, the heir for a day, and uh, that he disrespected the king's heir. And I checked it out, and and in in, in Fire and Blood, it's apparently that that's what happens. But, um, but yeah. So I read that book, and I've also then read uh, there is a short story called Princess and the Queen. And I would have actually liked if the show was called Princess and the Queen, unless they're going to do different stuff in each season. Like, here's what, what, what my concern is. I could wrap up the whole of dance in one season, but they're talking about multiple seasons. I'm like, I don't think there's that much content there. I think two, maybe two, max. But I don't think, I think in 10 episodes, if you do time jumps, which they are gonna, you can wrap it up. But... Um, but let's see what they do. But I would have done, what I would have done is, I would have started from the beginning, a show called House of the Dragon. Okay, start from Egon's Conquest. Go to, th that's one season of just the Conquest. And then you have one season of, of Magor versus Aenys and stuff. Then you have, like, like then you go here. This is season three. And then there's stuff like Blackfire Rebellion. Then Duncan, the Tales of Duncan, it can be its own spin-off. There's so much good shit. But I don't think that you can milk just dance for how many seasons. I don't know. I I don't know. We'll see what they do. Uh, episode two already looked a little draggy. We'll see what they do. Like episode two in the in the world of Ice Empire was just one paragraph. But anyways, I would have called this show or this season the Princess and the Queen, and I'll tell you why. Because that's I think the best name is a better name than House of the Dragon, and that's a it's a more Shakespearean name. Uh, uh, we'll get to why, and and uh, and it's the, really the beauty of the show. Um, then there is another short. So that short story, uh, Princess and the Queen, I've read it as a one-off, but it was it was in a collection of Dangerous Women uh, collect, uh, collection with other authors. There's another anthology book called The Rogues, and in it there's a story called The Rogue Prince, which is about Damon, and it's about the it's before uh, Princess and the Queen. Uh, and it's about what led to the dance, um, which is most of what we're seeing now. So maybe the season one will be more rogue prince. Season two will be princess and the queen. I wouldn't do that. I think there's then that would be a bit more draggy, and you gotta have fillers, and we're gonna have ten sex scenes and ten minutes of a C-section fucking video, which which for no fucking reason. Uh, so there's a, a little bit of that, you know. It's it's not TV, it's HBO. So a little bit of that shit. But um, but you know, I'm already kind of glad that there's like if they it's, they had more sex here, it would be a little unnecessary. They suddenly cut from all the sex, but at the same time, there's some creepinesses about it, which I'm I was thinking like how they cast Rhaenyra's actress is 22. She looks younger. It's a very smart thing because with Daenerys, they couldn't have the whole Khal Drogo scene, so on and so forth. Rhaenyra is going to have another actress because we've seen it in the trailer. Uh, however, Alison's actress stays the same and she's 28. So they just make up, use makeup and shit to make her super young and then they use makeup to make her older than what she is and then they have a time span of like an Alison's from a teenage up to, I think in her 40s, 30s, I think that could could be the age. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to have to see a time span of like, that so we'll we'll see. I'm looking forward to how they do, do that. Um, 
but yeah but um this is how the what the story is out there and how i know it and and they're mishmash all of these sources together to get some real and this is what i like about it again it's exactly like the books it's exactly like the lore they didn't just add random like i thought oh my god they're gonna put a bunch of starks and lannisters there just to get a high just because people want to see more starks and shit no but they they introduced the houses that should have been there which are high towers valerians and and these are important houses they, they've been mentioned a lot even in the ice and fire story like the game of thrones stories but on uh, but not really in the show uh and I'm glad we're diving into these other houses like the Dustin and, and and I don't I don't know Malister and all these this different houses. It's inter it's interesting and and especially seeing Valerians and and uh, and why uh, okay people were also offend online they were going crazy over uh, Corlys Valerians uh, race of his actor. Uh, just fuck off. Just you have a bunch of Valerians. They all have white hair. I actually do appreciate if half of them are black. You know, like at least you can go. Okay, these are Targaryens. Those are Valerians. It makes sense. And who know who the fuck knows? And by the way, it's far east in in Valeria. A lot of people live there. Um, a lot of race. I don't know. We we don't know. It's okay. It's I totally accept. I I don't know. This this whole people are like so. And I get because like some like we have Captain Marvels where, where the movies like literally shit because it's all just you know it agenda. And then there are people where they're just being just being realist, just they're women who are characters and they're gay people and stuff. And 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 a lot of people are like, oh, but the woke, um, you know, like they're woke washing. I'm like, no, no. Listen, there's 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 extreme woke washing like where it just like doesn't serve any purpose and then there's just re just fucking you know people gay characters women you know like uh somehow people are just so sensitive and ready to to be of oh they're woke washing just fucking watch it man fucking watch it and by the way it's the same freaking story that was written before even the term woke was coined this was out there for 14 years the dance and all this what happens and the whole basic thing about it it's been out there for freaking years. Um, but anyways, um, it's uh, there's got to be more of that. There's going to be more. This is this is a story where where it's about where women are the main power in, in, in a sense. In a sense, it's different from Game of Thrones because this is a time where, as you as it's been foreshadowed, a bunch of women have been fucked over it's about that basically i think and, and they've started the show in a, in a really good way you know but there is this men on top and then a bunch of women are are being um the subject of 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 this ga this game and then the next act is then these women are on top and uh and, and um and it's and it's it's basically a consequence of of the of the injustice that has been done to them. But the main main characters of this story will be women. And, and reading it, like I think it's a good choice because reading the the history has been the most interesting part. I think that even reading it in history format, characters like Damon and and, and Rhaenyra are just like interesting characters. But Damon is a very fucking interesting character and. And I like what they're doing with him, 
because they sh- I like how the- I love how online people are like oh I see who's the villain like Damon is set up as the new Joffrey or whatever I'm like no guys this is there's no vi-. like Damon is a uh, maybe the new Jay. here's the thing with this show whoever you love will disappoint you and whoever you hate will do something that you will you will applaud uh this is just how how story is i would say damon is more of a jamie jamie lannister kind of character they show you his worst in episode one and anything i think knowing the stories most of the things that come after that about him should be you know he has redeeming qualities but he's a very fucked up character don't get me wrong but he but it's it's black and, it's not black and white like as you can see he he cares he's a person who's been um uh who who's had a troubled childhood always an outcast uh so that's why he always is so affiliated with like he doesn't really i think want the throne and this is also very fun that people are, are very quick to say on radio oh i see what the story is yeah just go on with it it's about this this evil uncle who wants to take over the throne from this Simba and and Scott and I'm like, ah, oh, guys, you just gotta, you just gotta keep watching. You just gotta keep watching because that's that's a whole complicated. It, it plays with a bunch of archetypes, but it finally gives you the the conflict. And I think episode two had more hints of, of what the real conflict here is because it's not one conflict; it's a bunch of conflicts. It's, it's A versus B, C versus D, D versus a bunch of different conflicts, and they all suddenly become aligned at some point and. And it becomes blacks versus gr- greens. Um, also about blacks versus greens, the, I would wouldn't really say also that this uh, the dance is a civil war in a sense that um, it's more of like I think House House Hightower and House Valerian also infiltrate, especially House Hightower. I think it was more like uh, more of a again intrigue between houses. And uh, I, but that's just the way I, I see. It. I don't know. It's it is a civil war in a sense that um, well, it's between Targaryens. But as at the time, everybody kind of has Targaryen blood in all these families. So it's a very very complicated blood. Again, the concept of blood and and all that very complicated. Um, in the books, I don't think uh, Viserys ever really names Rhaenyra his heir. That was also interesting for me. I need to check again. I don't recall this. I know he loved her, and and I know he wanted her to be heir, but I don't think there was any official ceremony. Maybe there was, actually. That makes sense in what's to come, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, I One thing I didn't like is that they didn't make a new intro. In episode two, we see the whole Game of Thrones-like intro, but the intro this time is uh, Viserys' uh, sculpture of king's landing um i didn't like it i didn't like that we have the same intro song i never liked it although i love the whole of ramin javadi's work on westworld and game of thrones on on so on so forth but uh, it's just not that this is i i wish they had the main targaryen theme a rendition of that but whatever um what else uh about the casting i think they nailed it I think they nailed it. I did not imagine Damon to look like this. He's a little too cute. Matt Smith, he's a little too cute for Damon. He has this baby face. I thought Damon was more uh, a Quenken nose kind of like chiseled joy guy. But anyway, but yeah. Uh, 
it doesn't have the darkness of Damon's face. But I'm, I'm starting to buy it. It's it's just, it's really cool. Like I still with Game of Thrones, like some characters like Daenerys in my head is never Amelia Clark. It's what I imagine from the books and from the fantasy flight card game pictures and from like uh, illustrations and calendar I had. But but some characters like Tyrion or Brienne or Jaime or Cersei are exactly the actors uh, and actresses in the show because they just. Exactly like Jamie and Cersei, just exactly how they are. So ever since then, when I'm even reading the books, I imagine them uh, like that. Um, Jon Snow, I don't. Jon Snow is more relatable, more similar to me in, in a sense in the books. I don't relate to this guy. He, he's a little, um, I would say, chatty. Um, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think that the actor Paddy Considine, I mean, uh, of course, it's all so great. The only thing I don't understand is all the Targaryens with white hair and then black beard. I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? Why is it Paddy Considine? But it, it, it is what it is. This is their version and nobody has uh, has purple eyes. Although Rhaenyra is wearing a purple earrings, which gives the whole vibe of the Targaryen color palette, but still good. Um Rhaenyra's actress is amazing. She looks more Daenerys than Daenerys. I wish she was Daenerys. That would have been bomb. Um, but in total, I think episode one and two were really good. Uh, Sir Kristen Cole, like all the... It's just really good to see all these actors and actresses come to... Like these characters basically come to life. And, and they really did a good job with this. They really did a good job with the setting, with every little... Uh, like stuff they say about like oh um Damon will be the next Magor um which which uh, they should go through I think the whole uh story of like Egon because like Egon when he came he came with his two sisters and he had a son from each sister one Anus one Magor Anus 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 Targaryen I was thinking rehearsal sounds like a Targaryen dragon name like rehearsal Targaryen Dracaris rehearsal rehearsalis Rehearsal, Anus Targaryen. They hate us because they ain't us. Rehearsal. Um, um, yes, yeah, so Aegon has two sons. Anus is the oldest. He's like kind of weak, nerdy, kind, loves everybody, very lovable. Megor is huge, powerful, cruel at the same time, a bully. Uh, when Aegon dies, Megor takes Balerion and Dark Sister, his mom's sword, flies away. Anus is basically too soft and gives the whole kingdom to the church and the faith and the septons. And they just start uh, start making it a theocracy under his rule and he's not powerful enough to stand up to it. After him, uh, there is this question of whether if Anus's kids should rule or should it be Megor? Uh, well, Anus is not there to decide that Megor is the you know, biggest dick on Balerion and, and Dark Sister. So he comes and takes everything. He raised this war against the faith and then there are groups called the Faith Militants and the Warrior Sons or something. And they all uprising, just like the ones in High Sparrow and Cersei's situation. They start uprising and the whole place just basically do terrorist attacks and shit. It's a whole war and he starts burning any sept or any like church or anything that he sees. The guy is a big atheist, basically. Um, but he has six wives. He can't have any sons from any of them. Finally, he dies on the throne. I think he kills himself on the throne because uh, because Jaehaerys, one of the sons of 
Anis, basically the other brother, uh, is crowned by the Baratheons, and every uh, the whole realm rallies on his side. So he has no hope. So he just like uh, commits suicide. But I think that um, and then so Jaehaerys is that old king that you see in the beginning, and in the council he starts. In the Council of 101, they they rule basically that it's always first of all it's always the male heir of the oldest overpowers like the brother. Uh, so basically, Magor wouldn't be king. That's why Damon here isn't king. And so we see here in small council, somebody says Magor would be like a, a, I think Otto Hightower obviously says some like Magor would be. Um, uh, I'm sorry, Damon would be another Magor or even worse. There's all these little references to like Queen Nymeria and everything. I really love how they, they're they like all these Easter eggs of the Lord that wasn't really present really in Game of Thrones, especially in the last seasons. And I really appreciate how they're, you know, throwing a little bone at people who actually are deep into this, the lore of the world and uh, everything. It's very Shakespearean. It's going to be great. I saw this beautiful... Uh, thing in the trailer which i think foreshadows everything is a is a picture of Rhaenyra and uh, and Alicent praying next to each other and then there is a picture of them sitting apart which we i know i can guess what it is it is is at the tourney it's at a certain tourney in 115 or some somewhere in the future which i think we'll see in the future episodes and uh, where she's wearing green and she's wearing black and the whole term of blacks and greens comes from. And I think they're doing it really good. Every scene with Alicent and, and Renera is really cool to me. I'm, I'm just watching it like, oh boy, here comes the, here comes the, anyways. I think I gave a lot away, but, because um, uh, it was like, like, one of my friends was like, don't tell me who dies. I was like, everybody, it, it's history. Everybody, everybody's dead. Um, yeah, and we see all this tension rising. We see there's basically Damon and Otto Hightower and the tension there. And then there's the tension over the air. There's the Valerians. And somehow this all this will align into beautiful lines at some point. And, um, and, and that's very Shakespearean about it. That's very complicated in the sense that it has so many characters and uh, it kind of Hamletian in a way. Uh, Othello, like that kind of like I hated Othello, by the way. This is not like Othello, but you see a lot of Shakespeare and Mar Martin story, especially with like Stannis was basically Macbeth, and Melisandre was Lady Macbeth, like that kind of stuff. Um, I and I really like it. Like uh, there are parts of Shakespeare story because Shakespeare stories are so different from one another. There's some of them that I really like. I really like Midsummer Night's Dream. I really like Macbeth. I really like Hamlet. Um, and uh, I really like Tempest, and I think these are a lot of these inspirations are there in Martin's story. And uh, I'm looking forward to to more character development with Damon, Renera, and other characters. And I'm I'm looking forward to what people will think of Damon because again, he will remain a great character. I think until the end, you can't ever say if he's a good guy or a bad. Guy. He's a human, like most of them, like most of them. Even Vis Viserys is a very nice guy, but even now you see. Flaws and flawed people, all of them. Uh, and that's the beauty of it, I guess. Um, anyways, uh, that was it. That was the fourth review of House of Dragon. 
looking forward to the other episodes. Uh, the special will be uploaded soon. Um, anyways, I've enjoyed that. Uh, this has been Portals to Terra. Prepare your brains to burn by dragon fire. Fire and blood. Mm-hmm.